Well, good morning. I guess I just want to start a little bit differently today. Where uh, it's uh, it's exciting that we have our our masks off. It's exciting that um, we can see each other's faces, and we're starting a series on the church. And today we're actually looking at at the gathering of uh, us coming together and and what's that what that is like and and why we gather together and the importance of gathering together as well. And uh, just this morning, um, just as I've been here since, um, since I came with Layla this morning at seven, and there's just been a, a few different um, misunderstandings and relational kind of um, things go on that have actually been, um, been re- resolved, which is really great. Um, but there's something in me that just goes, hmm, I wonder if there's some meddling going on. Um, so I, I just want to just just pray right now um, that God would have His way um, here, especially when we're starting a series on on the church and the importance of gathering together, and uh, we're going to be looking at, at Paul encouraging us to come humbly and gently. And um, so I'm just going to ask that that God would would come and that He would have His way. So Heavenly Father, we come before You now, and Jesus, You are the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So, Lord, if there is any meddling going on whatsoever that is, that is not in alignment with you, we come against that in the name of Jesus. Ask that you would reign and that you would rule here. Father, would you speak through the message that, that you've put on my heart and through your word this morning? Lord, would you, would you bind us together as your body in unity, coming around a, a, a people who gather together to declare you as the King of kings, as the Lord of lords, as God in flesh, Jesus. We thank you for who we are in you. And we ask that you would come and that you would bless our time together. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I, uh, we're starting a, a series on the church. And uh, we were actually meant to start that last week. But unfortunately, Chris wasn't able to come out and we weren't able to have a series. So uh, that was actually going to be the church, the making of the church. Uh, but uh, today I'm going into the meetings of the church when we, when we gather together. And Chris, as Matt said yesterday, he's actually coming back next week and he's going to be with us and he's going to go back to the, the making of the church. So we're skipping a bit forward and then we're going to go a little bit back. I guess when we, when we think of that word, um, church, I've got on the back here, uh, Ecclesia. And... Um, it's uh, normally we don't use, this is the Greek word here, normally we don't use Greek words in our sermon titles. Um, but I've specifically chosen to put that there because it, it's going to help us to remember the, the specific nuance in which the, the Scriptures talk about the church, the ecclesia. Because when we, when in English, when we're looking at the word church, uh, there's, a, there's a number of different uh, meanings or the ways that we use that word. There's, there's the sense in which we can use it as in go to the church that is on Kyanor Road opposite the AFL club. And what that is talking about is that's talking about the building. Um, so that's one sense in which we use the term um, church and that's, that's highly appropriate. That's the way we use church in the English language. There's also a different sense And this sense is that we could say, after church today, we are going to have morning tea. 
And that's a, that's a different sense of the same word. That is the sense of, of a, as a service, a church service or, or a gathering, as when God's people gather together in a local area. And there's also another sense, and this is a, a third sense, and that is uh, on Zoom last week, Chris said, uh, I want to thank the church for their prayer and support. Uh, that's talking about, it's not talking about a place, we'll bring that next slide up there, it's not talking about a, a, a service as such, what it's talking about is the people, so the, the people as, as, as the church. Now, what, what has been in vogue recently, um, for probably uh, for, for a while now, has been this message that the church is not a building, but the church is the people. Uh, we heard that? We've all heard that. Church is not a building, it's the people. Um, but when we, when we look at that and, and we go into COVID, uh, a lot of people have been asking some questions there. Well, if, if church is not a building and uh, we, we kind of mirror, we kind of group these two together, both a, a building and, and the service, if that's not that, then, then, then maybe I can, can we, can we be the church without gathering? And uh, in a sense, that is, that's a question that's been uh, really quite controversial recently as, as people have gone, oh, what are, we, what are we meant to do here? How do, how do we uh, hold the importance of health and, and, and the church gathering? And, and it's an it's a increasingly complex discussion, which has just got a little bit easier recently, which is, which is good. But when we look at that, what, what is the Bible actually talking about when it talks about church? And I, I think we need a little bit of correction from just going, not building, it's the people, because I don't think those two extremes actually reflect it well. When, when, the, when the Bible uses the word ecclesia, or that's the, that's the main word that's used to translated into church, it's, it's more talking about these, these two here, both the people and when they meet together. And I've, I've actually, see how there's that, the guy in the robe on the one back there, the guy in the robe and, and the people sitting in pews. I don't have a robe on, but it's a, it's a little bit like what we're seeing here. Um, they've got the next one, and it's actually, it, it's, it's this idea of a gathering. We're, we're coming together for, for a purpose and uh, in, in love, both for, for God, for one another, and, uh, and for our, our community as well. So it's somewhere in between these to here, both it's, it's a people, but it's the gathered people. Word ecclesia actually means the, the called out ones. But it wasn't just being spoken into a void. That word ecclesia was being spoken into a, a, a very specific context at the time. Uh, that word was already being used, it wasn't an invented word for the Christian church, it was, it was actually in, in Roman societies, in some Roman cities, what was happening is there was an ecclesia, and the Ecclesia was a gathering, um, in that time it was a gathering of uh, men over, um, they had a certain age, I can't remember what that was now, but they had to have two years of military service, and they actually came from a number of stratas in the, uh, in the economic system there, and they would come together uh, once a month at first, increasingly as it, as it went, and they would come to make judgments, and they would come to decide whether their town was going to go to war or not, uh, and it was, it was a, a, a political gathering that 
each member of this ecclesia was just a member of society, but when they came together, they had incredible authority to make decisions and to change directions of um, under, under Caesar, but to, to, to really decide how it was going to be, how the, the kingdom of Rome was going to be outworked. And the biblical writers pick up this word. So there's, there's, there's significant connotations that it brings. And it, it's, we, we are the church, yes, but there's a, there's a fuller sense that we are the church when we come together. There's something very special and, and very unique about that. I was reading just recently some, some stats. It was uh, looking at McCrindle uh, research. They, they research a whole heap of things in sociology. And it was, it was really intriguing. Um, this is what they said. They said that, it's on that next slide there, uh, that there's 13,000 churches in Australia. Now, I, I've got no idea how they counted that, whether it's uh, buildings or whether it's uh, registered gatherings, or I, I'm not sure, but 13,000. And, and that's, a, that's a big number when you look at schools, 9,500 um, schools. So more, school, more churches than there are schools. Uh, not sure how they, how they measured it, but um, 1.8 million people attend church services as well. Uh, population of South Australia is 1.6 million. Um, so that's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's quite interesting to see just how many churches and just how many uh, people are gathering uh, to worship, worship Jesus. But what we also know that although that is a, a large number, there has been a, a steady decline in church attendance. There's been a steady decline in people attending church, and, uh, and it's looking different for different people. The, uh, the amount of times that people actually gather together is, is reducing. And most, <clears throat> mostly it's happening in churches, uh, the, some of the high churches, Catholic Church and Anglican Church, uh, generally Pentecostal churches and, and uh, our movement of well is seeing an, an increase at the moment, but overall there's a decline in attendance. And it, it makes us ask the question of why, and even is that a bad thing? Uh, oh, it's, it's, uh, it's difficult to go to church, uh, to, to, uh, to, to even... I, I think of in the mornings, um, there's, there's a lot to do. Um, there's a lot else that we could do. Uh, this is a, it's a beautiful morning. It's just been raining for a long time. And you've made a decision to join together with the people of God. And I know that was, that was really difficult for some of you. Some of you, you were pushing through some things and, and you made a decision to come. And I, I, I'm, I pray that that would be a decision a bit like um, those things that we don't really want to do, but when we get there, we're, we're glad we did it. But I, I think we need to start asking this question of why go to church? Because there's, there's a generation that said we, we go to church because, we, because we, that's, that's what you do, and that's what, what God has kind of told us to do, and that's a, that's a very important uh, question, but there's... there's a generation coming through that are really asking this question seriously. Why gather? I can get the very best preaching, much better than that guy that's in, in, here at the moment, um, from home. Uh, we, can get, we can get better music from home. Uh, we can certainly get much better coffee 
Um, and we're doing something about that. Um, much better coffee at, at some, some other areas. Um, go down to the Smoking Goat or the Dramanti or something. So why gather? It's a, it's a question that we, we, we have to engage with as a church. For the, for the sake of the next generation and for the sake of our, our community, we have to ask this question, why do we gather? And, and some of the... We, we need to have not just a compelling response, I think we need to have a compelling reality as to why we gather as the church. And we're going to explore a little bit of that this morning as to why we gather as a church. But let's, um, I'm going to pray again. So, Father, we are just about to come to your word. And Lord, we, I ask that you would speak through it. I ask that you would breathe. Lord, the example of the early church, I pray that you would apply that to our day and our time. And Holy Spirit, we thank you that you gather us together this morning and we come to, to, to hear from you and to lift you high, we pray. Amen. Going to look at Acts chapter 2. So if you've got Acts chapter 2, uh, your Bible's with you. Could you open to Acts chapter 2? And we're going to be in verse 41. So Acts chapter 2, verse 41. And... Just a little bit of, of pretext to this. Uh, when, when we're looking at the early church, and this is when we look at, at either Acts or the, um, the, the letters, what we're looking at is we're looking at the church basically in its first 50 years or so. Uh, and we've got to realise something there. It's, 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 going to be a little, it's going to be a lot different, in fact. Uh, illustration that I like to use for that is uh, on this, this next slide here. We've got a little sapling here, or a little seedling, and it's, uh, it's a gum tree, same tree. And that little sapling there has, has all the, the core components, all the fundamentals. It's got stuff flowing, I don't even know what that is, sap stuff flowing through it. Um, it's got, it, it grows the same way from the sun and, and changing um, that into energy, and it's got leaves, and it's got uh, the starting of branches, and it's got little roots down there. But it looks very different to the big gum tree. Um, that big gum tree has been around for a long time. And, and the church which we find ourselves, uh, this particular local body has, has been around for about a, a bit over 100 years, um, but the church has been around for 2,000 years. So it makes sense that it's going to look a bit different. It's still going to have the, the branches and the leaves and it's still going to um, be, be energised in the same way. It's still going to be pulling up stuff, water from the roots in, the same, in a similar way but it's going to look different. And we're going to have a look at it. It's going to, it's going to be beautiful, but it's going to be a bit gnarly um, in, in, some of the, in some of the areas. Some of the limbs are going to grow and they, they, they get a little bit diseased. And um, what happens is they decay and they die and they, they drop off. And there's a bit of a scar there left. And uh, there, there's scars over this from, from different animals attacking it and whatnot. So uh, when, we, when we look at the New Testament church, what we've got to keep in mind is that we're, we're looking at basically some of the real key fundamental uh, parts of it. But we're, we're not just wanting to, to, to be that sapling, because we're not a sapling anymore. We're a, we're, we're a much more complex, bigger gum tree like that. What often happens is uh, you could kind of have a couple of pendulum swings when you um, look at the early church. Some of the ways that we could approach it 
is we can look through, through our lens of this big gum tree and try and interpret that back onto that little seedling. And that doesn't work very well because we, we misunderstand what's going on there. If, if we think of church and we think of this, looking back, we're, we're, we've got some, uh, the fundamentals are there, but uh, this, this, what we're doing here, didn't happen that way. But there's also the other end of the spectrum, and uh, I've, I've been a, around a, a, a lot of this, and that's going back to the, the early church and trying to model an exact church to look exactly like that little seedling there. And that's a really difficult thing, because trying to actually define what that little seedling looks like from, from the book of Acts and from, um, from the letters is actually really quite dif- difficult, because it's a, it, it's a, it's a growing organism that, that changes and shapes uh, depending on uh, what's going on at the time. We see even a, a, a movement of that, even through those first 50 years. If you try and take a little sapling like that and put it out on one of the big branches um, of, of this big gum tree, what normally happens is it normally gets blown off. And I've uh, actually seen that a, a number of times. Uh, so we, it's, it's really important to go back into these scriptures and say, what are some of those, those key fundamental things that apply to us in our context uh, today? Because the same things that provide a growth to that little sapling are going to be the same things that provide growth to the big gum tree today. This bride is beautiful. Love the picture of that big gum tree. You look closely and there's some messy stuff on there. Bird poo. um, All sorts of stuff. Little worms that have weaved itself in. But you step back and it is beautiful. And that's what uh, Christ has said of his bride. Get to the passage. Verse 41, he says, Those who accepted his message, they were baptized. So I've, uh, I've highlighted a couple of words there. Actually, I might just read it and then we'll come back. Those who accepted his message were baptized, and about 3,000 were added to the number that day. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the breaking of bread and prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who was in need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying favour with all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This is a, a, a very early little seedling that's, um, that, that's popping up and it's, it's growing and it's, it has so much life and it's fresh and, um, and it's, it's growing really quite fast. And as we look at this, we can see some of those, those key things that are going to be in the same tree, in the same um, church right throughout, throughout history. I just want to point out some of them. Uh, first of all, we had those who accepted the message. We are, we are those who have accepted the message that Jesus is God, that He's King of kings, He's Lord of lords, that our sins can be forgiven, that we will spend eternity with Him if we align ourselves with Him and His ways. We are those who believe that the way that this should be expressed 
is in baptism, that we're baptised, um, dying to self and, and, uh, and, and coming alive in Him. It says that there were, were people added to their numbers that day, and we see that, that, is, um, that it's something that happens again and again, as the, as the church matures throughout history, people are added and, uh, to those numbers. And the, the lovely thing is, is that we don't only just see people here added, but it, it, as it moves throughout the world, uh, nations and new languages and different peoples are added to this bride to make it a, a, a beautiful bride. It says they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, uh, we, we have the, the teachings of Jesus and the teachings of the Apostle in our, in our Bible today and this is what we're doing. We're, we're coming together to see what do you have to say to us, God. There was a breaking of bread, uh, which we'll be doing uh, later, uh, to prayer. We prayed this morning and throughout the week. Everyone was filled with awe at the signs and, and, and wonders uh, we, we want to, as a church, continue to press into that, continue to, to, to not just, um, that, that our faith would not be just a head faith, but we would, we would seek a, a God that wants to do the supernatural in our lives as well. Everyone was filled with, yes, um, all the believers were together, they had everything in common. There was, there was, giving was something um, that, was, that was characteristic of the church and has been characteristic of the church throughout throughout history. We are a, a generous people. They, every day they continue to meet together, um, both in homes and the temple. Uh, I, I love that. Sometimes they met in, in synagogues as well. They met in all sorts of different places, in, in larger size groups and smaller size groups. And when we, when we think of the church gathering, we gather here, this is, this is kind of our, our major gathering for the week. But we also gather at many other times as well. We gather in, uh, in connect groups. We gather uh, to do ministry together. We, we gather in smaller groups, in aligned groups. Uh, and we, we actually need to take that whole picture in as the gathering. Because there is no way that we can do everything that we need to do in this service. Uh, everything that is good for us, everything that is good for uh, the, the mission that He has given us, that needs to be taken in a much wider context right right across the week as we gather together to be about Him and His ways. So, as we see there, there's, there's some elements that carry through to the, to the bigger, bigger gum tree. Now, wow, well, time's moving. Um, I just want to make four points in, as to why we should gather. Uh, why, why is it important for us to gather as the church? And that this is going to become an increasingly important question because uh, the, the actual physically, physical gathering of the church uh, will, will probably come under pressure in, in time. You may have heard um, Mark Zuckerberg, that's it, thanks Matt, Mark Zuckerberg talk about his metaverse and uh, this, this kind of virtual, augmented type of reality and uh, some churches have caught a God this is great, and uh, with, with new technology, there is also great sides of it, and there's some really uh, not-so-great sides of it. And this is, I'd, I'd actually like to talk about this a lot, but I'm just going to quickly um, brush over it. Uh, I, I think this is going to be pretty revolutionary, in uh, a bit like the, the printing press came through and, and changed our world forever, 
this virtual reality, not just accessing the internet, but actually in immersing ourselves in that um, is, is actually going to change our world uh, drastically. And it's going to change the world that we, the way that um, many of us may engage with church. And we, we as Christians need to start to uh, really explore that because it has some, some really significant uh, effects as well as to what that might look like. So these are, these are questions that we need to start asking because it, uh, it, it can be a lot easier to gather in different ways, but as we look through church history and as we look through the testimony of what the Spirit does amongst His people, there, is, there remains something incredibly important about being able to see one another, being able to hear one another's voice, being able to, to, to not just... That I know Matt and I've walked with him and I don't just have an avatar of Matt but I, I can see the real Matt and he can't just hide himself from me. That, that is incredibly important that we can be authentic and that we can be known and know. So, why the church? I think the, the, the first reason that we gather is that we, uh, we, we obey and we believe the one who made us. Uh, Jesus, he gathered together people. He gathered together uh, many groups, sometimes large, sometimes small. He sent people out in groups. He, he understood that, that the way uh, we function best is that when we're, when we're in when we're in groups, um, we function best. It's the way we're made to be in relationship. Think of Hebrews uh, 10, 25, and, and this is a, a passage that's been thrown around quite a bit recently, really. Uh, Do not give up the meeting together, as some of you are in the habit of doing, but encourage one another all the more as you see the day approaching. So God, God says that this is good, and we've talked about this in the last couple of weeks, that many of the things that God tells us is actually because, um, because He's good and He loves us. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about brushing your teeth. Um, my kids don't really like to brush their teeth. We make them brush their teeth, um, but it's just a bit annoying. You do it every day, there's nothing exciting about it. And, uh, and we have to remind our kids to, to brush their teeth because they've got other stuff to do. That's much more, much more interesting. And, but do you know when you brush your teeth, you may not feel like it, but once you've brushed your teeth, it's like, oh, that feels so much better. Sometimes it's a, bit, it's a bit like church, isn't it? We're kind of like, oh, we've got to come to church this morning. And then we get here and we do the brushing and it's, we either go, oh, I didn't realise how bad it was or um, my teeth feel so much better now. And, and what happens is one brushing of your teeth doesn't make much of a difference. But if you don't brush your teeth for months on end, it's going to start to decay and going to start to fall out. I think, I think God's good plan for us to gather together is a bit like that. He doesn't want our lives to start to, start to decay. And often we see that happening. So, we gather because we believe the one who knows us best. We gather because for, for, pers for, for personal good and the good of other believers. 
Uh, when, we, when we gather together, there's a, um, I, I think we're going to see the diminishing of church attendance. Um, but I think what we're going to see is we're going to see a, 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 steady, a steadiness in people gathering because they realise that they are the church. That, that um, we're, we're coming not just to consume, because we can consume anywhere, and we could consume some pretty, pretty good stuff. Um, but there's something different, there's a, there's a different reason of why we come here today, and it's not just to consume, it's actually to, be, to sacrificially give to one another. We, we, see, that, we see that all around, we see that um, today in our, in our music team, in our, in our teams that are with the kids, but that's, that's not the only way that we sacrificially come to give when we, when we come as a body. It just to, to be aware of one another and, uh, and to say a big hello to someone as they come in, that can make an enormous difference. To ask someone genuinely, how are you? Attention is, is one of the, the rarest commodities in our society at the moment. Someone that actually asks how we are and actually stops to listen and prays for us or, or asks questions intentionally. We can come with that mindset, not just to consume, but to be those who give. We do that even, even our presence is giving to one another. It is, it is good to be standing up with one another and, and singing to God. It, it does something for us and, and in us when we, when, we, when we gather together. And we, we give even when, when we come to a song that we really don't like too much. Um, we don't sit down. We stay, we, or we don't disengage. We, we, we fully engage, even if it's a song that we don't like too much, because we're not just interested in ourselves, we're interested in one another. Whether that's uh, going back to a really old hymn or a brand new song, we, we continue to engage because it's not about consuming, it's about giving. We are here for one another. That's one of the reasons uh, we, when looking at the next generation, we've, we've really started to relook at the way we do some of that. Uh, Kids Church uh, now finishes them and they move into launch. And one of, the, one of the aspects of launch is equipping them to be able to serve and being able to equip them to be able to, to, to give sacrificially in the church. That's the uh, grade eight and nines, seven and eights, there we go, okay. Grade seven and eights, and they um, basically help in our, in our children's church as well because it, it's incredibly important that at that early age, we realise that church isn't just about receiving, it's not just about, um, uh, about getting, it's about giving and serving. And that's one of the real focuses of Night Church as well and, and why we encourage our teenagers especially to come to that service because there's a focus on, on being there for one another, encouraging um, their peers and, uh, and, and giving, not just receiving. So we come for our personal good and for the good of others, but come with an attitude of service. Why do we gather? We, uh, we gather also because we gather for those who are not yet all in. Uh, one of the aspects of the church is that we, we gather and then we scatter. And then we gather and then we scatter and then we gather and then we scatter. And, and what happens is we meet most of those who, who need to know Jesus when we're scattered. 
but there comes a point where they see your relationship and they say, there's, there's something different there about this person. There's something differently to the way they, they, they reacted in that conflict situation. There's, there's something different about the way they saw me. Everyone else walked past me, but, but they saw me. There's something different about that person. That's, that's one aspect of it. That's the, that's the scattering aspect. But, but there needs to be an opportunity where, where someone who is leaning in can come and see a whole group of people that are united and looking up at one who came and came to save. There's a, there's a transition point in which people need to be able to see that. And something happens um, very, very special in when the Lord's people gather together. God's presence is with them. And uh, I, I think about, it talks about in 1 Corinthians. Uh, do you know when it's talking about uh, speaking the things that God has put into our hearts um, to people and, and over people? It talks about prophecy there. There is, is, a, is a real sense in which as people come, that uh, they, they sense that God is speaking to them. And maybe, maybe we even have something of that happening now, that, that people are sensing there's, there's more going on here. There's, there's, there's something different here. There's, this, is not just a, this is not just someone speaking, but, but God seems to be speaking to my heart. So we gather because God knows what's best for us, for the good of us and others. We gather for those who are not yet fully in. And we gather because there is something incredibly powerful about a people who gather together for a common purpose. Agreement is an in incredible force. Uh, I think of right back in Genesis, when you've got the Tower of Babel, and God said, uh, basically, we've got to stop this, because nothing is, is impossible for these people if they keep going in this direction. And that was, that was a direction that was, was against God. And, uh, and God was saying, it was an act of mercy there in, in, in the Tower of Babel when he, he uh, dispersed all their languages because he was saying, with them gathered together against me and, and against my ways, uh, things are an absolute mess. And then we come to Pentecost and it's kind of a, a bit of a reversal of that because people are gathering together, uh, not, not against God, but for God and for his ways. We've been talking about this in our, in our pastoral team and I've been using the, the term resonance. Uh, I, one of the things that, that really fascinated me uh, when I was doing my Bachelor of Science was investing the, investigating this concept of resonance. And we watched photos and videos of this, this bridge in America, had a 41, um, I don't know what that is in kilometres, 41 miles per hour wind that would come against that bridge, which, which isn't much. It, it's really not going to push down anything. Um, but it kept hitting it at a constant rate and it matched the frequency of that bridge or the resonance of that bridge. I'm sure there's engineers here or architects that know better what, than I'm what, what I'm talking about. Um, but that's, that, it's not good um, because it's this, it's this constant tapping, just this light tapping that just keeps adding. It's a, it's a bit like a swing. Do you know when you've got um, your kids on a swing and you're pushing them, and if you push it just at the right time, they keep going higher and higher and higher and higher, um, but if you mess up that frequency, it, it kind of just stops. 
So, so with structures, if we're able to keep moving at that frequency, even though it's a, it's a little push, little push, little push, little push, um, it, can, it, can, it, can, it can bring down bridges. Uh, if you look at it on YouTube, this whole bridge came collapsing down. There's also a story in Japan of, of in a disco, how they were, they were uh, jumping to the, to the same residence of the, it wasn't built properly, and the, the whole floor broke, and they said it's because it was um, matching the, the resonance of the, the construction there. And I think about the applications for that in the Christian life, that you've got this, this tap, 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 things that seem almost insignificant as, as God's people join with God in, in what He's doing at the same resonance, in what He's wanting to do, and pray in the same direction, then resonance starts to build and strongholds come, come tumbling down. It's, it's incredibly powerful when the, when the people of God gather together. Movements have been started and, 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 and nations have been toppled because the people of God come together and pray. And it's not because there's anything ex- extra special in those prayers. It's because when, when God's people join together with Him and His ways and, and with, with, with what He's doing, it makes an extraordinary difference. There's a few things just about finished, uh, a few things that we do in the church that brings about a sense of resonance as well. You know, when we sing, uh, we're all singing together and we're singing the same words and we're, we're, we're all, uh, all expressing the same things. There's a sense of resonance that happens amongst God's people when we do that. It's, it's actually more than just the words. Uh, what actually happens, I've talked about this before, it actually changes the chemicals in us. Uh, some of the, the neurochemicals that gets fired off when we sing together is uh, we start to, to it's, it's a bonding chemical, we, we start to be bonded closer and we, we start to look less at the faults of that person, not that, not that we don't know they're there, but we start to see the positives um, a lot more. It's actually a, a research just been done recently that our hearts actually start to synchronize when we sing together. Um, that's just crazy. That uh, I think it represents something on a physical level that's actually happening in the spiritual level as well. Communion. We're going to be uh, doing that now. I've got my little thing here somewhere. This is something that unites us. It's something that, that unites us as a people, uh, not just to... If you don't have one, if you could just put up your hand um, and some people will come around and, and make sure you get that. Mm. This is something that, that deeply unites us. Uh, it, it unites us not just to us to one another as the, as the gathered body here this morning, but it unites us right throughout history. It unites us right back to Jesus when He was in that upper room with His disciples, uh, instituting this for, for the very first time for us. And it unites us to believers all over the world at the moment who are, who are gathering together. And it unites us to those who have come before us and died and, and all those who will come um, after us as well. i read these words of Paul. says, for I receive from the Lord what I also pass on to you. I love that phrase. 
I received from the Lord what I also pass on to you. Feels like Paul's almost speaking to us there. Passed this on to us right through the generations. For I received from the Lord what I also pass on to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. This is something that we will do as the church until he comes again. And then we'll eat with him. We'll see him face to face and we'll eat with him. And that's going to be a party. Can you imagine what that's going to be like as we see him? I look forward to that day. And that's something that I, that as I, as I, as I take this, I'm thinking about that day when, he's, when he comes back and he's going to put everything right. And I'll know him and I'll be known and I'll see him, not as, not as a dim mirror, but, but clearly see him. A good day. So let's, let's take this as a church. Let's eat first in our own time, just thanking him with a heart of gratitude for what he's done for us. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your death on the cross. We thank you for your provision of life through that suffering. Lord, we thank you that you have taken away everything that obscures us from you. We thank you for the way that you've loved us. And Lord, we thank you so much that this is something that you did with your disciples. As if you're speaking to us, do this in remembrance of me. So Lord, we do this in remembrance of you, knowing that you are going to come and that you are going to restore all things and that we are going to see you face to face. So Lord, we, we drink now as a sign of our unity in Christ. And we thank you for who you are and what you've done for us that you're coming back again, that you, you are not dead, that you're alive and you have made us alive in you. Amen. Let's drink. This is special. And it's sacred what we do. It's special when we sing together. It's special when we gather together. It's special when we eat together. We take the Lord's Supper together. There's something that binds us and unites us. Now, last week, I uh, made an incredibly difficult decision. And that was to, to cancel our gathering. And that, that, was, that was really, really hard. Um, 
There's there multiple phone calls back and forth to, to multiple different people because, because I didn't want to cancel. And I, I left it to the very last minute because because I know how important this gathering is. And uh, I, I, I spent a lot of time before God saying, what, what, what do I do here? And after talking to a number of people, I made a, I made a decision there, and, uh, and I, I also said, God, God, if I've made the wrong decision here, please forgive me. Because, because the importance of this, you see, as right throughout this pandemic and, and there's been people who have looked on at, as to what we do as simply a hobby or simply a, a time to gather together and sing. It's, it's so much more than this. It, it, it holds our nation together. As, a, as, as God's people comes together, it, it has an effect on our nation. And I don't think we know just how much of an effect it has on our nation for, for God's people to come together, especially on a Sunday, to say, you are king and you are Lord of us. And we're going to go as scattered people. It is so, so important. You know, it made me think of also about my friends in Togo. It made me think about this village in the Tamburma region where um, that, that society was really unhappy with people becoming Christians. And as they started to gather, the, the community started to rise up against them. And what they would do is, as they would come together under this particular tree uh, where they had some, some thatched roofing, uh, what, what would happen there is that they would, they, would just, uh, they, would, they would speak all sorts of curses against them as they walked and all sorts of mocking, and they would pick up stones and throw them at them. And you know what they did? They kept going. Week after week after week, they kept going. And that spoke something to that community. It spoke something so powerful. That's, um, that's, such, a, that's such a small example there. But I think of uh, in China and in parts of the Middle East, there are people that continue to meet, even though they're likely to be killed if they're found. What, what does that? Why is the physical gathering so important that people would be willing to die over it. You know, I, I, I think, I really do think it's more than just this verse, um, do not give up the meeting together, as some of you are in the habit to do. That doesn't push people past the, um, the, the threat of death. There's something that goes on. It's, it's the testimony of the Holy Spirit in the believer's life that says, this is so important. It is so important that you, that you meet together. This, this, this is a ministry of the Holy Spirit as well that keeps His church meeting together. And that's what we'll do. We'll keep meeting together because it's important. Because, because God has said that it is good for us. Because it's good for me and it's good for, for one another. Because it's, it's, it's good for our society. And because there is significant power when, when a group of people come together under the kingdom of God and say, your kingdom come, your will be done. Guys, can you come up? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we, we are so thankful for, for your word. We are so thankful for the privilege of being able to gather here this morning without the fear of rocks being thrown at our car this morning. 
We're so thankful that we don't have military waiting to storm this building because we're meeting. And yet, Lord, I would like to think that, that your work of your Holy Spirit would so drive us to still meet together, even under such threat. We'd look differently. But Lord, we, we believe you when you say this is important. And Lord, we pray that you would, you would bless the times that we come together, both on a Sunday, but right throughout the week. Bless the, the different groups that come together. Bless the ministries that come together. We are unified because, because of you, Jesus, and what you have done for us. We pray that you would protect that unity and bless the gathering of the people here in this building, in this place. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.